Welcome to the Grow My Revenue Business Cast with Ian Altman, unconventional strategies for selling, innovation, and leadership. Ian interviews some of the brightest minds who share proven methods to help you achieve success and grow revenue with integrity. Every episode concludes with a quick recap of actionable steps you can take to deliver tangible, immediate results for your business. Now, here's your host, Ian Altman. Hey, it's Ian Altman. On this episode of the Grow My Revenue Business Cast, I'm joined by Tim Hawkins. Tim is the founder of LT Business Dynamics. I've asked him on the show to talk about how he's led his organization on a shift from hourly billing to every new client now being on a fixed monthly retainer. So I'm going to ask him about the benefit of moving from hourly to fixed fee retainers, the unfortunate truth about client expectations when it comes to those hourly billing accounts, what concerns someone might have when shifting from hourly to fixed fee, and then it's so cool because I, I know that Tim's got great information about ways to improve retention and build a culture to attract the best talent. Tim's got this amazing sabbatical program that he does with his employees that I know you're going to love hearing about. So without further ado, here's my interview with Tim Hawkins. Tim, welcome to the program. Thanks, Ian. Glad to be here. Now, I shared a little bit of your business background, but what else should our listeners know about you? I've had a very varied career uh, walk through life and my my professional career. So um, I, I think if there's one thing is being a CPA, it really puts you into a pigeonhole of a stereotype that... Um, kind of drives me crazy and I, I like to really listen and try to try to you know work with new things and which I think brings this conversation and um, be a little different be a good listener try new stuff that's that's the reason I'm out here well and and I think that that above everything else knowing you um, you do not fit the CPA stereotype whatsoever and I think that's something that's refreshing for a lot of your clients um, in fact I know you and I had a discussion once where you said you were thinking about taking CPA off your business card and off the business cards of your team who are all CPAs can you talk about that for a second absolutely I, I think um, <clears throat> I, you know it's something about the CPA it's been branded really well and I have I have utmost respect for uh, you know those that get qualified and those that have it but you know one thing about the CPA is it it really grades you at the beginning of your career. And then it, it monitors things like you know continuing education, but there's real no it, really no interface about your development. So the further along you get in your career, um, you know the more that but that still is a big part of your identity. But it really doesn't describe where you've been and, and what you've learned. So um, I'd like to have something that describes us that that really talks about where we are today and what we've done, and, and you know the, that be part of our internal story when we talk to clients. And not to make it a push button um, connection just because we are a CPA. So I'd like to be able to, you know, not not have that be the beginning of the conversation, but be really be about what we are and what experience we're going to give you now. Yeah, which which is great because I know that one of one of your taglines is you look for the story in the numbers. Correct. That's the one thing that's different is to make sure that um, it's not about the process; it's about the end result and what's this thing really telling us, and making sure that gets communicated as soon as possible so they can be used as quickly to make decisions. Yep. Now, obviously, you've been in this business for a while, and I know we're, we're today we're talking about how you've made this shift from almost everything on an hourly basis to now almost every new client who comes on is on a fixed fee basis. But take us back a few years 
when all your work was billed by the hour, it, which, by the way, it was just like almost every accounting firm on the planet. So what was that like and what kind of what kind of led you to think of it a different way? The whole billing process was was much more challenging. There was um, every month there was a conversation about, um, for instance, the payables process. You know, we, we do internal accounting. We're not audit tax guys. So we'd be doing payables reporting, you know, receivables, that kind of process internally. And I would sit there and, and have a conversation with an executive at an IT firm or, you know, executive at a, at a nonprofit saying, yes, maybe our payables should have only taken four hours last month instead of five and a half. The reason it was more is because of, you know, X, Y, and Z, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I remember thinking, this, there's no constructive reason to have this conversation with my clients and to be focused in on certain processes that we're doing that really aren't about the experience or the value add. So um, I, I give you a lot of credit for being the one to keep pushing this over my head and trying to get me to understand it. And uh, I eventually started testing it. And the more I did, the, the better and more healthy the conversations had started to become with the clients and that I didn't have to talk about payables. It really was about you know, did you get the information you needed at the right amount of time? Did you find that this stuff gave impact and helped your, you know, decision-making process? And that's exactly what we want to do. It's not about being a payables clerk. It's about, you know, the end result, the information getting to the right people so they make decisions. Yeah, and what, what, I, often, what I often say to people is, look, there isn't a single executive sitting around there saying, you know what I really like is 24.6 hours of a CPA's time next month. Right. right. No no one's thinking, I want this many hours of effort. What they want is results. And I, and I think this puts you in a unique position because everyone else is coming in selling by the hour. Now, how have you seen this shift from hourly to fixed fee change the discussion about price? One of the big things for me is that, you know, outsourced accounting in finance is, I think, the wave of the future. And I think it makes a lot of sense for a lot of businesses, bigger ones than you would think. And what this does, it puts us on the same playing field as how they would be hiring full-time staff. You don't hire full-time staff by the hour either, not in this business. Yeah. Um, and so now they're looking at, here was what my cost would be. It's a certain cost. And you, they get past that cost pretty quickly, and then they start talking about the experience, the results, the ability for this person to actually do the job to the competency level. And that's what we want to have, too. We want to say, okay, here's a comparable. We're comparing to what would happen if you hired somebody full-time. Instead of coming in saying, the risk is on you, we're going to charge you by the hour. You need to help us out so that we don't have to you know, charge you more hours. And um, it's it, it really puts us on an equal playing field with how they're already thinking. And I think it's going to drive more people to consider this option because it's a comfort level. And it shows that we're confident about what we do, that we can have a conversation with you about your the details of your business. And then we can say, here's what we're going to do. Here's what you're going to get as a result. And this is what we're going to charge you. It shows confidence and it shows that we're willing to take the risk of you know knowing what we're doing and have that self-confidence that we're going to do it right. And I'm sure when you started proposing these fixed monthly fees, you probably had some concerns, didn't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, what what type of concerns did you have? You know, it was all it was all about the risk side. I, I was completely concerned about you know the write offs and um, throwing a number out there and, and and not being able to reach it for whatever reason, and and also just it really it, you know it's back to the confidence thing. It, you know, am I truly confident about how I can price something? And I, I think we hit this at about. 
five years into our business where we really started pushing, you know, that transition towards fixed fee. And so at least I had some years under my belt that I could, you know, go back to and think about. But it was a, it was a mindset shift for me to say, okay, I, you know, I, I'm taking on the risk of pricing this thing, and then I have to deliver. The funny thing was, the more I did it, the more I realized I was taking the risk anyway. Tell me what you mean by that, because I think a lot of people just see the risk and say, yeah, but if I charge someone a flat monthly fee, if all of a sudden it takes me longer, then I can't bill for that. But you and I know that it works that way anyhow. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic where even now when we have overages on on clients and um, you know we still have a mix of some hourly clients in there that have been with us for many, many years, we have just as many write-offs or, or time cuts for the hourly clients as we do for the fixed fee clients. And that's where it became very evident for me that this this was a good move. The clients have an expectation no matter what you do. It comes up in the conversation where you're you're pitching the opportunity and you know they're gonna walk away thinking this is gonna cost me X. If you're X plus 10%, there's gonna be a conversation at some point about getting back to X. And you you are they already have an expectation, so why not agree on that expectation in the beginning? Be very clear. Here's what it is, and here's what the results can be expected within that cost. And, and it becomes the conversation shifts from the cost expectation to the results expectation, which is a much healthier thing to have with your clients. And interestingly, is a better conversation to have with your staff who are out there doing this work. Other jobs they take are not based on hourly either. If they got a job in um, with a, with an organization in town, they, they they would be paid a salary as well. It's not about the hours for that job. It's about the experience. It's about the result. So it, it helps our guys think a little bit better about it as well. We, we internally will have more conversations about the result, where we're going versus the pieces of that, the, the payables, the reconciliations, the audit prep, you know, all that kind of stuff. I imagine in the past, your meetings would be centered around how many hours did you bill this month? How many hours do you think you're going to bill next month? And now your discussions are more centered around what's this client trying to achieve? Are we giving them what they need? Are they accomplishing their goals? Which, of course, puts us all on the same side. I mean, do, do you notice that dynamic in your meetings with your team as well now? Yep. And the internal is the more, I think, probably the more powerful change as compared to what it is with the client. I think with the client, it helps us show confidence and maybe get get their confidence earlier, um, get them to believe in us a little bit earlier, which probably draws more clients and more success. But on the internal side is where it's more powerful. People aren't as focused on hours. People are focused on the results. And that's a much more that's a much more healthy place to be in your day-to-day job. And uh, it makes our conversations a lot better. I mean, you know, an anecdote to that is about timekeeping. Nobody likes to keep time. Most of us have to do it, especially in the services industry. But, you know, people people just don't like it. It's just one of those things that adds on the end of your day that's not important. And by making this shift, suddenly we're no longer thinking about choosing between 30 or 40 billing codes. It's more. It's it's much less. It's it's more like five to ten. We're not reporting to the client on certain processes. We're report, reporting on experience, and we're not. The focus there becomes a lot easier too. And anytime you can make keeping time easier for staff, you have happier people. So so really, by creating this shift, the initial thought was okay. We're going to make it easier for our customers. 
we're going to make it easier for our clients to do business with us because now we're going to do this on a fixed fee basis. And the side benefit that maybe you hadn't even envisioned is now it's actually creating a better culture and environment for your team. Absolutely. So that's that's kind of a that's kind of a cool thing we see. Now, how did your customers respond early on when you went to a new customer and said, "Hey, you know, here's what it costs per month." And and obviously, I'm sure you have certain parameters that say, "Look, if these three or four things come up, that's outside of the parameters of this engagement." It really was anticlimactic about the cost because the cost came up, you know, here's what we here's what we propose to be the cost. And so that was that came right out front. It was a number. It wasn't about numbers of hours at different levels, that kind of thing. It was a number. The the conversation very quickly goes to what is that what kind of results am I gonna get? Exactly where I want them to go. And and that's where most of the conversation took place. So it was um the actual shift was a little anticlimactic. It was it really went right to where we wanted to be. And and I'll throw one thing in there that I, I I'm actually I feel is important that doesn't happen with a lot of people who do uh, fixed fee pricing. That I, I don't like to even say what our internal rates are. I don't like to say you know when I look at a staff accountant or a, you know advanced senior accountant or a manager, here's the rates that I look at internally. They'll ask um, quite often because when the client's unsure about the fee you're giving, they want to find a way to debate that outside of the results and the experience conversation. But I, I really very seldom will bring it up. I will give a range and say we're across a varied range, which is competitive, but that's all internal. And everything's about what people are doing, not necessarily their experience level. So what you'll see a lot of times is people give a fixed fee um, proposal. Um, I see this a lot of times in the audit industry just because that's we deal with auditors a lot with our clients. Um, you know, they'll they'll mention the fixed price, and then there'll be two or three paragraphs talking about um, you know our staff are billed at these rates and that rates. If it's above and beyond, we're going to bill you at this. Now you're kind of defeating the purpose of giving a fixed rate. You know, people immediately get the back of their envelope and start doing math and thinking, huh? Wow, they're doing pretty well. Maybe maybe here's a because their rates, their internal rates are so high, maybe I can negotiate this price down a little bit better. It, it, it immediately takes you back. And so I think a lot of people have gone halfway. And, and I, I think that defeats some of the value that you could get from making a shift. Yeah, well, and I, and I think that the natural inclination for people, you talked about risk before, is look, if I know this person costs me $60 an hour as an employee and I'm charging $150 an hour, while I know that I'm that how much I'm making on that person, I'm making $90 an hour every hour they show up. Hey, that's great. And to your point before, what people tend to overlook is that, look, if you told the client you anticipate this is going to take 50 hours and all of a sudden it takes 100 hours, your client doesn't say, oh, that's great. We're happy to pay double what we thought it would be. No, they're still beating you up over it. Oh, it's yeah. just now you're focused on rates and hours, which candidly just commoditizes your business. It's like, well, now, look, if you're just telling me with this resume, here's how much you pay per hour. Well, as soon as they find someone else who has a comparable resume at a lower rate, they come back to you. If you say, you can outsource all this accounting to us. We take care of the whole thing for you. And here's how much you pay per month. And they say, well, what if I need this level or that level? We take care of that. You know, It's like a matrix. We bring different people in at different times to make sure we accomplish your goals. Well, now the client says, well, that's actually costing me 
about the same as if I hired one person, but I get the brain power of a dozen people. Wow, that's kind of cool. And I got to believe it changes that discussion with your clients. And I know you've shifted. I mean, what percentage of your business now is on this fixed fee versus on the hourly basis? It's around 60% at this point that's on the fixed fee. Um, and, and everybody that's new, 100% are on the fixed fee. And I, I will, you know, one add-on to that thought is it's it's really interesting because you talked about if it's a 50-hour project and it took you 100 hours, they're, they're not happy about paying 100 hours. And you know what? You end up getting paid for probably around 50 hours. But the fascinating thing is if it's a 50-hour project and that's what you quoted at a fixed rate and it takes you 40 hours, you suddenly have, you suddenly have 10 hours to play with. So I had a client recently that, that that's what happened. We, we had a project that we thought would take X. We quoted a price. We all agreed upon it. And then we, we hit the ground running. We did everything we could to, to meet that expectation, you know, present what we what they needed to give them, you know, what they needed for the next project. It was actually a budget process, a project. And we ended up doing that under budget. And because it was a client that was very interesting to me, and I thought this would be a great long-term client, we, we were having, a, you know, extra discussions at the end of that process, which, you know, naturally lead to, wow, this was a great experience. Let's look at other projects we could do. And I was able to throw another project in there that was, that probably is well under 10 hours. I'd say it's probably half that and say, you know what? We'll do that for you. We're, we're going to do that just just because we loved working with you guys, and it's another chance for us to you know show our worth. And it really didn't cost us anything. I mean, we had built a profitable engagement into the original hours, but we were able to, to add just a little more wow, a little more you know wow. It's great working with these guys to the experience because we had that flexibility based on the efficiency that we had driven. If we had been building by the hour. You know, the only way to have done that would be to, you know, build in for more hours or to completely eat it. And um, it gave us flexibility behind a very smooth facade with the client to to do some things to add wow and increase the experience. And everybody wants to be involved with experience. Your staff want to be invo- want it to be about experience. Your clients want it to be about experience. And to your point, commoditization is just bad for everyone. Who wants to turn this into how much sweat did I put into this and what is my sweat worth? That's just seldom is a good conversation. Yeah, it's it's funny. One of the one of the comments I always make to uh, to people that I'm talking to about my business is they'll say, OK, so that's what it costs. I mean, how many hours is it going to be? And I say, you know what? I don't know. But let me ask you, if we show you a way to double your revenue in the next 18 months, would you rather we do that in the greatest or the fewest number of hours? And they say, well, the fewest, exactly. So the hours really don't matter. It's just the results that matter. So if if you're able to give people that visibility into their finance and accounting to make better decisions, they really shouldn't care how many hours it takes you as long as they say, wow, you know what? We were able to make some some decisions that really positively impacted our organization and our clients and these guys helped us do it. And for what we're paying, wow, it's it's such a huge ROI. That's the discussion you want to have instead of, I don't know, it looks like you guys only spent 7.6 hours. I mean, it's just, it changes the dynamic entirely. And it's so cool to hear your story about it. And, and it's, it's funny, you know, you talk about 7.6 hours. And whenever the hours is part of the conversation, you know, you're halfway through the project, you know what's going on, you know, you're going to reach the, you know, results that you want in the right amount of time. But 
Um, you know, you don't want questions popping up in their head. Wow, I thought they were going to be here till six o'clock tonight working on this since it's so such a priority. And two of their guys left at four thirty. I wonder if I'm getting charged for that, or I'm just there's so many bad thoughts and conversations that happen around hours. It, it, it it's it's a huge impact to take that out of the the thought process. And, and by the way, this is this is not an easy transition. You know, I ran a business for the better part of twenty years, where the first twelve of it, almost everything we did was by the hour. And then all of a sudden we started doing fixed price stuff and we freaked out initially because like, oh, my God, what if this thing that we're estimating at $20,000 is actually costing us more than $20,000? Wow, we could lose money on it. And over time, what we realized is, look, when we tell people it's all in results, no one cared. And it's funny because we had some legacy clients that were by the hour and it didn't work as efficiently. And in fact, the funny part is that... As we shifted to fixed fee, and I don't know if you've seen this in your business, our team started figuring out ways to do things more efficiently than they had in the past. Because now they weren't being paid by the hour to do a work, they were getting paid by the project or results, and they started getting more creative about how to solve the problems. I don't know, if, are you seeing that in the accounting side? Absolutely, absolutely. It, it, it makes people, it, it drives people to think um, correctly on the inside as well as the outside. And, and it, it adds another piece to it as well. I think one of the ways we like to differentiate ourselves in, in how we approach this is being you know, communicative. It, communicating is any problem we run into, it usually boils down to a communications problem. So accountants aren't naturally known to be the best communicators um, historically. So one of the things we really try to do is push communication. And not only does it make people think about the best way to approach something and hit the end result, as you just mentioned, but it also compels them to start having a conversation with the client, with the management team, with with the internal team earlier if they see things aren't going as planned because it's going to affect the result. So, you know, they start having a conversation earlier in the month with, with a client or earlier in the project and say, you know, there's a lot about a scope things here. We could help with those, or we need to be very clear about, you know, okay, here's what our goal is, and here's what we're working on. Um, you know, here's some things that are happening outside that are affecting us. Help us do our job the right way, and, and to you know, clear away some of those those issues. So, it really, it, I've I've found it drives people to communicate better and faster, which is never a bad thing. And um, it, it's not about end of month, here's what the hours tally up to be. Okay, let's have a hard conversation about how many hours it takes us to do payables versus how many hours it takes us to do um, you know, reconciliations. That's no fun. Nobody likes it. But if it's early on, you're talking about, okay, let, you know, it, it, mid-month, mid-process, mid-campaign, um, mid it's, it's, it's a little bit more constructive and, and on the target then, and, and they tend to do that better. I've found that over the last few years. That's great. Well, and and the fact that you guys over-communicate um, further distinguishes you as CPAs because it's not something that necessarily the accounting community, um, people associate, you know, expert communication with accounting, let alone outsourced accounting. Now, I, I mentioned before that you've done some pretty innovative stuff, and I want you to spend a few minutes talking about your sabbatical program because I've written about it in Forbes and every time I write about it, people are like, whoa, that's the coolest thing ever. So tell me about this, your sabbatical program and kind of 
what thought process went into it and what what it's done for your culture. Sure, absolutely. I was glad to. It, you know, I, 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 as I was growing up, I was kind of, um, you know, I was a farm boy from the country, and and my experiences with the greater world were a lot smaller than than maybe some. And so, I, um, one of the things I did right out of high school was join the Navy for six years and traveled. I, I think I tabulated at one point thirty three, thirty five countries over the next six years. And really changed my whole perspective, my, my way of viewing the world, my way of viewing my opportunities, um, what I could do, what impact I could have, and it was it was an incredible, you know, seismic change internally for me that really drove my growth as I got to be a career person and an adult. So I, I always think about that now, and the things that we're missing are are two things: the means and the time. And you know, a lot of my staff we probably average. 30 years old, maybe a little bit less um, internally in our company. And I'm sitting there thinking about them the same way as I was at that point. And, and if I could give them one thing that they'll look back 15 years from now uh, fondly about working with me and working with LTBD, it would be about giving them that opportunity to kind of broaden the horizons. So we, we looked at two things. Every We looked at time and the means. So every three years, you, you vest into an additional three weeks of vacation that must be taken as a block. You can actually add another one of your vacation weeks to it, your normal vacation, and take a whole month. Um, and it, it we, we, one of the stipulations is that you have to leave home. You have to go far enough away that you're not spending the night sleeping at your house. And um, so it makes you get out and, and kind of use this as a block. Not not as that time to paint your house that you just need to do those errands around the place, but to actually get out and do some kind of experience. And then the second part of it is the means. Um even with that time, you know, it's, and it's paid time off, so it's not your bills aren't going to fall behind. But also that that money to actually do something interesting, and so we also give a bonus regardless of your level, um, you know, level inside the company or hierarchy, uh, a nine thousand dollar bonus on top of that to take and um, kind of fund this experience, whatever you're going to do. And it's been nothing but positive so far internally. I mean, people are doing things that. You know they're they're traveling overseas. They're spending time in um, orphanages and and also taking um, safaris. And you know they're 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 traveling across nine countries and trying to do something with you know nonprofits. It's exactly what you would want. It's it's an experience, and they come back glowing, excited, and ready for you know to start building on that next three years to do it again. So, um, and it's every three years rotating as long as you're with us. It it just makes it so that. Whereas typical accounting firms have high turnover, for you guys, um, I know there's there's like a line at the door for people who want to work at LT Business Dynamic. Yeah, it's one it's one more reason um, to be here and to stay here and to be committed, and and um, it also builds those right kind of accountants. Yeah. Now, la- last couple questions for you, and you can answer them separately or together. So first, I want to know what's the greatest lesson that you ever learned from a business challenge that you experienced. And then either separately or paired to that, if you had one piece of advice to share with the audience, what would that be? You always got to make sure that you're listening. Um, and don't assume that because this is your skill set, that's what you're going to be good with. If you're an HR person, don't think that you got the HR all tucked away and you don't have to think about it um, running your own company. If you're a finance person, you know, don't assume that I know finances. My finances will always be okay. All these things are intertwined, and where you have diff- have 
weaknesses in your skill set as a manager, it'll be exposed and it may pop up, you know, a people problem may pop up in the finances. Finances may cause a people problem. Um, you know, the way you approach new clients may be, you know, sales might not be your thing. So it's really being, you know, humble and understanding where your strengths and weaknesses are and making sure you put those other pieces in place around you. Um, I, I, I'm reminded of that regularly, um, too regularly, to be honest. And, um, that, you know, that, that lends to the, the humble part of listening. And I know people, you know, for instance, the millennial side of it, people are very troubled by the new approach from millennials. And, and I, I think it's being humble and saying, we don't have all the answers in our generation. The last generation didn't either. We were this, you know, we didn't believe all their answers. And I think we need to listen. It's benefits us all to listen now and look for ways to work with these guys so that they feel engaged and rewarded and that everybody wins. So it's, it's really being a good listener and it all revolves around humility. That's awesome. Fantastic. So, so Tim, I mean, it's been, it's been fun chatting about this stuff, discussing how you've managed this shift in candidly an industry that very few people do things on a fixed price basis and gotten there. So I'm sure people are going to have some questions, going to want to learn more about what it is that you do. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Fire me an email and, um, you know, we'll, we'll set up some time to talk. We love, love to talk about this stuff. I'm a big evangelist for what we do and, and how this can help and, and how we do it. So we'd love to help other people. I'm always, always happy to talk about it. And, and we'll, we'll include all this stuff in the show notes, but what's the, uh, what's, what's the website and what's the best email address for them? Uh, www.ltbd.com. So ltbusinessdynamics.com, ltbd.com. Correct, correct. Larry Tom Boy Dog. Yep. And uh, Tim.Hawkins, which is H-A-W-K-I-N-S, at ltbd.com. Excellent. So, Tim, thanks again for sharing your story. I'm sure it's going to have a major impact, and people's heads are going to be spinning right now trying to figure out how to implement this for their business, and I appreciate you being on the show. Glad to be here. Thanks, Ian. I knew Tim would be a great guest, and I want to make sure that you've got the three keys that I think you should consider applying to your business right away. First, your clients have a fixed fee in their heads either way. So when billing on a fixed fee, it allows you to focus on results instead of on price. Also, Tim pointed out that when you shift to that fixed fee basis, your employees will then discover greater efficiencies, which further helps you stand out from the competition. And finally, check out Tim's sabbatical program. The way they structure this is that every three years, their employees get a minimum of three weeks. They have to travel away from home. They give them $9,000 in addition to paying them for it. Tim has gone through the finances with me. It makes tremendous sense and creates amazing retention and great stories. Remember, this show is all about you, the listener. So if there's a guest you feel I should have on the program, if there's a topic you'd like me to address, then please send me an email at ian.altman at growmyrevenue.com. Have a great week. Make a difference in someone else's life. And discover a way to build your business in a way everybody can embrace, even your customer. Thank you for joining us each week for the Grow My Revenue Business Cast with Ian Altman unconventional strategies for selling, innovation, and leadership. Be sure to subscribe to our program on iTunes or Stitcher. Don't miss Ian's weekly newsletter and be a part of the conversation on growmyrevenue.com and via Twitter at growmyrevenue.com.